0: Everyone has a story. It may not be glamorous or filled with adventure, but it's theirs. Welcome to Lifting with Larry, the podcast that features the unique stories of everyday passengers from the world of rideshare.
1: Welcome to the podcast, formerly known as Lifting with Larry. Unfortunately, with the COVID-19 pandemic going on, we're about five, six weeks into this and not a lot of Uber and Lyft going on in this area. So, we have changed over to lounging with Larry because uh, just from looking at social media, it seems like there's a whole lot more lounging going on now than there was. So uh, welcome to the podcast tonight. Uh, my guest is Emily Johns. We're going to be learning more about her story. We're going to be talking about the, um, the 800-pound gorilla in the room, the COVID-19 pandemic that is just everywhere uh, in the news and all of the world. And we'll be uh, we'll be discussing a few other topics, I'm sure, so... Emily, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to hear more about your story. Uh, one thing that I like to do, even though it's it's not lifting with Larry tonight, it's lounging with Larry, I like to ask if uh, if it's somebody that I've had as a passenger, if they remember the ride where, um, where I first had them as a passenger. Okay. I'd like to see if our stories match up. <laughs>
0: okay, if I can find the picture... <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm staring my, at it. So
0: You are staring at it? Okay. Yeah. I had to
1: scroll. look it up, though. I do com- I do confess. I had to look it up it's because okay. they kind of run together.
0: Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. I definitely remember this night because- December 21st, uh, right? Yes. My two best friends are in the car with me. Rachel is next nice to Rachel and Katrina. Feeling. Yes. And Rachel, we drug her out in her PJs to come out with us to the bar. So I totally remember our ride together. I will say that. <laughs>
1: Very cool, because it's funny, because uh, some people don't remember it so well, and then sometimes we kind of have different, we remember it differently. Yeah,
0: remember well, differently. I'm, I feel like we had a fun ride.
1: <laughs> yeah, I try to always have fun on my rides. I mean, if I'm going to be out there working, you know, it's not my full-time job, it's it's kind of an extra money kind of thing, although I'm not sure if there's any such thing as extra money. Um, it's additional money, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have fun with it. And um, so that's, you know, that's a large part of the reason that I do it. I get so many uh, Western students as Mm -hmm. passengers, probably 80% or more when school's in session. I'm sure. And just, I I love it though. I love, you know, I love Western Kentucky university. I grew up in Bowling Green. You know, my dad went to Western. I went there. Most of my, my siblings went there. Um, and just the energy that the the students and, and that age group, you know, from right. you know, 18 to 25, I guess. Or, or uh, they're so.
0: very entertaining.
1: <laughs> they they really. can be very entertaining. That's yeah. true. You, every night is an adventure. Every ride's an adventure. <laughs> a a you, you new never, night, every night. Exactly. You never know what's going to happen. You never know where you're going to end up and who you're going to have as a passenger and what kind of stories you're going to hear. Very uh, true. It it is truly amazing. So anyway, a- Emily, welcome to the show. Let's hear a little bit about your background. Are you from around this area?
0: Yes, I'm. I'm from Bowling Green.
1: Okay, born born and raised here. Yes, All right. yes. Very very cool. Don't don't get a whole lot of those um, as passengers. Seems like everybody's here from Louisville or Nashville yeah. or somewhere going to school. Yeah, Or from overseas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that always surprises me.
0: I'm a I'm a BG baby, so.
1: All right, very cool. So you went here, grew up, um, went to grade school and high school here. What what high school did you go? to?
0: Um, I was a Greenwood Gator.
1: Okay, very yeah. cool, Greenwood. And so when when you're in high school and as you as you're growing up, a lot of times when you reach that age, you kind of start developing some some interests that might carry on later in life. So did you have kind of a particular area in high school that you? were more interested in, like, were you in the band or uh, any clubs or any kind of Um, extracurricular things?
0: I definitely don't have any musical talent, personally. Um, (laughs) Well, join the club. (laughs) Yeah, I I happened to stumble upon my skill accidentally. Um, I, uh, in high school, we had friends, like a friend group, and a lot of them were in this advanced multimedia class, and i i mean like obviously like when you're a senior i think i was a senior um i wanted to be with all my friends and like have an easy class um and it was at the that UK. Sounds yeah um i'm sure everyone can totally understand that um and i got in and when i got in i actually really enjoyed um doing design uh like graphic design on the computer and i started doing all of the um Oh, like the computer backgrounds uh, every morning for school and like change them out and stuff. And I like loved that like so much. Um, And so that kind of gave me a little bit of direction of like, okay, obviously I wanted to do graphic design and I like really enjoy doing um, art classes in school. So that definitely, that's like my most memorable, like, okay, I know I want to continue to do this kind of stuff in the future.
1: Well, that's good. I mean a lot of a lot of students go into college not really having much of an idea really of what they wanted to do.
0: And it's hard too, because I mean you've been sitting at a desk for how many years and then you're just told like, Okay, choose the path that you want to be going down for the rest of your rest of your life right now is a bit
1: exactly. A bit this is your career for the yeah. next thirty five years. Right, right. Choose well.
0: Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So you ended up uh, choosing to go to Western. Did you look at any other?
0: Um, uh, so I actually, uh, actually, my freshman year, I did not go to Western. I went to okay. uh, UK. Um, I kind of rebelled and I was like, oh, I want to get out of Bowling Green. I hate Bowling Green, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> that's your feel. You. Um, and I went to UK and I did integrated strategic communication, which is like, an annoyingly pretentious name for literally just saying advertising. I'm, you know, it was, it's so, I hate saying it, but that's what I did there. And I hated UK. I hated it so much. Um, but I will say like academically, I loved it. Um, I really liked my teachers. I really liked school, Mm -hmm. but socially I did not Prosper there whatsoever. And that was definitely like looking back on it, it's totally like my fault for not like reaching out and like being more involved like on campus and stuff. But I also don't think I had the ability to do that at that age whatsoever.
1: Right. And that's tough. And that's one thing that we've kind of, you know, tried to stress to all of our kids is um, try to get involved with with some things. Don't just live in your dorm room. Right. Um, But but that's again you know that's not easy to do for some people I know um, I was involved with FCA at Western mm-hmm. and that was that was probably about it <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um yeah no UK was very um, uh, sorority and fraternity um, oriented I would say mm-hmm. um, all the people that I knew uh, girl wise all rushed. Um, I did not just because that wasn't what I wanted to do. And I don't see any like harm in doing stuff like that. Like If that's what you're interested in, by all means, right. that just was not my cup of tea personally
1: at all. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's the same with me. I, I didn't have time. I was busy working. Um, and I don't, none of our kids so far has... Have ended up uh, joining mm-hmm. you know, fraternity or sororities. We we do have two sons that are UK, but they play with cross for UK, so they've kind yeah. of got a built-in social system. Yeah, because their team, even though it's a club team, it's not a, like a you know division one team or anything. It's very competitive. They have a <laughs> hundred sure. plus people try wow. out every year. And so uh it's it's a pretty pretty big deal for Well, them.
0: congrats to them for making the team. That's awesome.
1: So you had your first year there and decided UK is not the place I wanna be. <laughs>
0: yeah, I um I kinda figured that out by the first first semester for sure. Um and then after that, um like I didn't even I could like kick myself for not even like I didn't even look at Western whenever I um uh, did colleges because that's how stubborn I was about not going here and uh after coming back and like I took a campus tour over um winter break that freshman year and I really really liked it and everyone was just like so much more welcoming it was just home you know what I mean it's it's not isn't there's nothing like it and I don't know if Lexington is just like too north for me or like what but just people on campus are just so much more friendly
1: it's important to find the right fit for you because you know everybody's different everybody has different tastes and different attitudes and you know different friend groups and some people would flourish you know certainly more at UK than they would at Western right but Western I mean I, I I enjoyed my time there uh, I tell everybody I loved it there I ended up I, I went part-time I was doing factory work while I was going to college oh, really? and away and I went from 84 to
0: 97. Wow. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so yeah, my my running joke is that uh, I think that the, the, uh, the board got together and said, we n- either need to graduate this kid or name a building acronym. <laughs> so let's just give him a degree and send him on his way. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but, but I love Western. i you know, like I said, we're, we're kind of a uh, WKU family. Yeah. Although, although none of our, um, our eight children are going to end up going to Western. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Funny enough. Funny enough. But uh, three of them are are in Virginia. They were they were of college age before me and my wife got married. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two biological kids, and uh-huh. I have six. What I call them bonus kids. We don't we don't like the term step kids, just <laughs> right? Because step has such a negative. I was connotation. about to
0: say it has such a negative connotation to it. It for does. Absolutely it does. no reason.
1: Yeah. So we just call them bonus kids. Um, so yeah, we've got my son is at uh northern Kentucky University. We have two at UK. Um and my daughter is supposed to start Murray in the fall if school happens in the <laughs> yeah. fall. And then uh we have one more that's got another year of high school and that may be the only one that possibly could end up at at Western. I really? So. But who knows. She she really kinda leans toward U of L.
0: Ooh, so you'll have a you have everybody well, everywhere.
1: We're giving money to everybody <laughs> in the state except Western. <laughs> cool. So, so you came back, decided that that Western was the place you wanted to be, and, and uh, you know came to that realization. Started there. But did you start right away into the graphic design program?
0: Uh, no. So actually, so since I did um, the ISC, aka advertising, there, I went into the advertising program and minored in graphic design.
1: Gotcha. And, um, sounds like you enjoyed your, your time at Western.
0: Yeah, I, I really did. I, um, the first year that I came back, I kind of like gave myself a, a semester or two to just kind of like chill and get like acclimated, um, just to kind of like feel the waters, you know, I don't know if the first round of college kind of sucked, So I was making sure it was going to be better this time. And then, uh, once I had like a full semester under my belt, I, um, Applied for the uh, WKU Herald, where I did, uh, I was a page designer there for a semester. And then afterwards, I was a page designer at the Talisman for a semester. And then for the next year, for my senior year, I was the um, design editor for the Talisman. Very cool. It seems like I've talked to a lot of people, and it seems like I've had a lot of
1: passengers <laughs> that have worked at photojournalism or at. Oh, at- really? At the Herald, or the Talisman, student pubs, uh, yeah, student publications. Uh, of course, had Katrina on, you know, on uh, the podcast before. Yeah. Um, I've had Reed Madison as a passenger several times. Yeah, Nick Huey did rode with me for a while and did, uh-huh. did a little documentary on ride show. Yeah, I
0: saw it; it was really uh, cool.
1: So, yeah, it, it, that's a program that I, I was like, wow, I wish I would have got, gotten involved with that when I was really? in school. It seems like such a really cool thing to work in in such a tight-knit you know group of friends it seems like y'all really stick together and hang out together and you know have a lot of fun
0: yeah i really really am glad that i got involved with uh student pubs for sure yeah it gives you
1: not only does give you kind of a built-in friend group it gives you you know people to hang out with it gives people to help or bounce ideas off because they're studying the same thing right you're studying
0: Right. It was a very uh a great place for like collaboration and creativity and just kind of like just making something together that was really cool was awesome. For sure.
1: That's neat. That's really cool. I'm glad to hear uh she had such a good time with that. So once you got once you graduated, kinda of where where'd your path lead you?
0: Um so obviously I've been dealing with like print publications through a lot of my college career, so I wanted to uh, Continue on with that, kind of, even though that's not, like, doing so great right now. Um, I, um, there was a job opening at the Bowling Green Daily News. And Mm -hmm. so I took a page design position there um, and stayed there for a year. Okay.
1: I I know newspapers
0: in general are having just a tough time these days. (laughs) I think hurting would be... Which which is sad because I think uh, local news is incredibly important.
1: It is. I mean, things local just affect you so much more. And again, it's something that I think I've you know mentioned my kids. It's like it's important what goes on at at federal level and state level, but stuff that happens at at the local level usually has much more impact on your everyday life.
0: Exactly. And there's a big difference about someone reporting a story about Bowling Green who's from Bowling Green or at least like lives in Bowling Green versus like if a random person from New York came and wrote a story, the perspective is just like completely different.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They have, you know, you just know the nuances of you know, kind of the local culture, yeah. things like that, so that you, there's no way you could know if you weren't, you know, you weren't, or at least a resident of here. Yeah. So here we are, like, I don't know what week it is now, week six of lockdown, quarantine, <laughs> or, <14 laughs> or whatever. I can tell
0: you at this point. Yeah.
1: yeah. The days seem to run together. I'm working from home. I know most people are working from home. It's definitely different. Definitely <laughs> the least. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about like what kind of effect has it had on you, you know, personally, um, Oh God, trying to (laughs) to deal with, I mean, I know that's a very open ended question and we can talk about that for a long time. I was
0: about to say, are Um, you ready for a very long? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. I I got all night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, it's affected me in literally every, um, facet of my life, essentially. um, So, I work at Houchins now, um, and I now work two days in three days from home. And that in itself is very odd. Um, If I'm being honest, I was never a podcast person. Like before this, really, I only listened to like one or two. And now I just put like a, throw a podcast on just to hear human voices around me during the day when I work from home.
1: Sure. Um,
0: Yeah. I can understand that. I'm a very, social person and I like being around people and working around people because that's when I do my best work so when I'm isolated at home it's really difficult for me to find the uh, drive to want to do work or the creativity even to want to do work at all
1: so professionally it's been had a tremendous effect
0: oh um, it it yeah for sure and then just kind of like communication in general with, uh, the people that I work with, like there's some coworkers that I haven't seen since February, which is crazy, um, in person because they have kids and I mean, hats off to literally anyone who is working from home and also having to teach their children right now. Cause that is insane. I do not envy them whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine uh, how that would work out. I know just the other night, me and my wife were talking, and she's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. She te- actually teaches fourth grade, and as I said, you know, she you know, she has six kids, and she's like, I can't imagine what I would do right. if this had happened, you know, fifteen Whenever, years when they were all at home,
0: essentially, yeah. yeah.
1: Just like I, you know, just I don't know, I don't know how people do that, you know, yeah. especially then if you have a job that you're trying to work as right, well, right? It's just crazy. I mean, who would have thought that the world could change so much in what in in a short that that quickly? I guess I don't
0: you know, think that, anyone, that I don't think anyone could have predicted the ramifications whatsoever. Like there's, no, I mean, like again, like everyone's saying, this hasn't happened in anyone's lifetime to this effect really so
1: yeah, right yeah because i mean even the one back in what 1917 I mean, the, the, one, the one the one that anniversary keeps 19... throwing up
0: the it cracks me up seeing that graph come on like every day <laughs> of the spanish flu from like 1918 and it's like uh that's not reassuring whatsoever
1: yeah i heard an interesting story the other day uh on on uh i think i saw it online they were talking about uh, th- these twins had been born back in like 1916, and one of them died from the Spanish flu, and the other one died the other day from COVID. Oh my God! So they twins, you know, died 100 and something years apart right. from the, the two pandemics that we've had in the last you know however many hundred. Years. I
0: was about to say 100 years.
1: What years. Of, wow, what are the odds? Crazy.
0: It, it is crazy.
1: So yeah, it's it's definitely you know affected you know so many. People professionally, I, I you know I'm trying to think of somebody that it hasn't affected. And I really can't. Uh, I
0: could not. I don't th- unless you were like literally living on a random island in the middle of nowhere with no communication with anyone. Maybe a lighthouse yeah. keeper. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I I don't think. I think this has literally affected everyone.
1: Yeah, and I, I do okay with it. I mean, I'm a I'm a computer guy working in the IT mm-hmm. department. My office is kind of in the. Depths of the middle of the building with no windows. They stick me away from the public. Are you know, in like, a
0: basement too?
1: Not in a basement, <laughs> but I mean, we're just one floor. But you would, I mean, you would never know. Like yeah. if, unless it's raining like really, really hard. I have no idea what the weather is outside. Yeah,
0: that's how that's how my office setup pretty much is for the most part.
1: So I mean, we we fluctuate between you know going out and dealing uh, with people at all the city locations, and then sometimes we're more in the office. So it, it's, it's not, I think it's weird for me as is somebody who deals with people every day. Right. right. That would just, uh, just the stress level yeah, think, for somebody for sure. who has gone through the roof uh, with all the different changes. You know, professionally, you're, everybody's working from home or not working or unemployed. <laughs> unemployed. Yeah. And again, it's, a, you know, we, we have discussions around the dinner table and, you know, I, I I really think that the, the financial implications and ramifications from what's going on are going to be felt throughout the rest of my lifetime.
0: Absolutely, I don't doubt that whatsoever.
1: You know, I I don't think we will ever go back to the way it was before. This. I
0: don't think that that's an option. Like, I don't think that there is a going back, especially. Well, I mean, like, especially like within the next year, just because of there's no vaccine, there's no like proven cure for it um, that we know of right now. So it's just all really up in the air. Yeah, and they keep talking about, oh,
1: there's not gonna be a vaccine until next year. Well, then I read they they don't have a vaccine for any coronavirus. Right. And there's like 8,000 different strains. Right. I don't know why they're so sure we're gonna have one for this. Uh,
0: one. Again, I think I think a lot of uh, people in like higher up positions are obviously just trying to like settle people's like discomfort and anxieties by saying like, okay, well, it'll probably be here next year just (laughs) to give people some kind of solace, I guess, even though that's not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you wonder how much they know and how much they tell us. I know it's me and a coworker have had this discussion, (laughs) this theoretical discussion many times that if the government knew like a big meteor is getting ready to hit the earth in, in a week, would they tell us? Right. I, don't think, they would. I, I really don't think they would
0: my thing would be what would be the point
1: right, right, all it's going to be is then you're gonna have this pandemonium people going, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy, and uh this people would be doing anything and any everything they right. ever thought of right, so yeah, it's had certainly an effect on 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 our finances, it's yeah. had an effect you know on our profession, socially it's shut everything down. <laughs>
0: what do you mean socially? There is no socializing. Really. <laughs> I mean, you
1: know, the zoom, zoom is the new, is the new happy hour. I guess.
0: <laughs> I've, have you heard of the app house party?
1: Yes. We, we, I actually just downloaded it yesterday.
0: I really, that one has been fun because to me, it's a little bit more accessible than zoom. I don't have to uh, use my laptop or anything. And then you can kind of play games with everybody. So I, that one's like, that one's to me is like FaceTime, but with games
1: essentially cool see i need somebody to get me educated on because <laughs> like I, said, I downloaded i have no idea how to use it all i know it's is my easy. wife was telling me that one of our sons in virginia was telling her about it and saying we should do it mm-hmm. now like oh that sounds like fun yeah and i did a, actually had set up a zoom meeting for me and my uh my mom and, and stepdad and my um all my siblings Aww. i'm one of seven kids as well oh, wow. so we have a, we have a big family yeah so yeah, we, it, it was, I never thought I'd be video conferencing with my mom. I tell you, I just, I mean, I really have to Yeah. say that that was something I never surreal. thought I would
0: have A little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very surreal. But yeah, they popped right on there
0: and, you know, there you go. I, but at least, you know, at least we have that, that I'm trying to be very grateful in my outlook on things.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, think if this would have happened 50 years ago. That, I mean,
0: uh, I would like to not to think about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, or even, you know, I've seen it, you know, people talk about what it happened when, you know, 30 years ago or whenever, when we just had flip phones. You know,
0: time before internet, I feel like would have been very difficult. You would have seen a very high rise in pen pals. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I think people would have been going a lot more stir crazy. I think there would have been a, oh, even more, you know, depression and stuff yeah. that's going on. Yeah, just because you would you would lose that sense of you know connectedness. Yeah,
0: and that and again, like that is a very I'm very grateful that we do have that. Yeah. However, at in the same at the same time, it's not the same. It's nowhere near the same. I was talking about it the other day, and I was like, I haven't had a hug since like march the beginning of march that's and like my family like we usually always like hug each other goodbye um even friends you know what i mean like in any situation i'm uh, usually if it's someone that i know i don't just like hug random people but you know i mean that's a very odd thought i guess sure i have not really had any physical contact since any of this started
1: oh i I can't that that's tough to imagine and, and I'm sure tough to deal with. I mean, I, you know, we're big huggers too. And so I can't imagine not, not even, you know, being able to hug somebody. Right, That's crazy. Wouldn't,
0: wouldn't recommend it to anyone.
1: Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Doesn't get a thumbs up from you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Not at all.
1: <laughs> so yeah, socially, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take to get back to, any resemblance of of how things used to Abnormalcy.
0: be normalcy
1: yeah i mean when when is, are you going to see uh you know a wall-to-wall packed bar again uh
0: not for a very long time i wouldn't i don't think that bars could open up to full capacity until like the fall I hate to speak that into existence because it's such a horrible thought, and i yeah, never. It's already
1: been spoken. Yeah, and I never
0: <laughs> thought. I I told my friends I was like I will never complain about the BG bar scene again <laughs> after this. Like, oh my god, I would give anything to just be chilling at cliffs right now.
1: Yeah, and, and you know I, I'm not ever really out in the bars, but
0: I'm picking people up yeah. from the
1: bars and. You know, it is it is kind of amazing. You know, my wife uh talks about it with me a lot. She's like, You miss your passenger, Aww. don't you? And I'm like, I do. Yeah. I mean, I really you know, I, I do. I've especially the, you know, people that I've had repeat passengers or if they're friends of people like you, know Katrina right. and, and other people that I've I've talked with. So yeah, I mean, I I do uh I do miss that. I do, you know, miss that interaction. For sure. Which people would know me most of my life would be amazed because I've always been very very much a quiet introvert. I I, I explained that by having five sisters. I didn't see a chance to talk much when I grew <laughs> up. So this job, you know, being a rideshare driver really kinda helped help me develop that a lot more.
0: I think. Bring you out of yourself. So I'm a very bit grateful more. for that. Yeah, because you
1: kinda have, you know, there's some people that obviously they'll get in, I have earbuds in. You can figure it out. They don't really want to talk Yeah. You know? Well
0: we were talking earlier about like um how it's so nice to have, usually, usually, it's nice to have, like, an Uber driver that talks to you instead of just, like, the awkward silence. You know, if you, like, get in and it's, like, you kind of just, like, look at your friends, like, okay, I guess we're gonna just going to awkwardly giggle <laughs> until this ride's over. Yeah, it's, it's
1: weird. And, of course, that, you know, that goes both ways. We'll, I have people... I've had people, and I really don't understand this. One person, and they get in and sit up front, and they don't say a word.
0: they sit in the front? They sit in the front, and, and they said the words,
1: Yeah, I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm like,
0: why would you not just sit in the back?
1: Yeah, if you're not, I mean, I don't, I not I don't care. Yeah, I can, you know, I, I can, I can do silence just fine. Yeah. you know, it not not bother me. But I, I don't understand the thought process. Yeah, I don't there either.
0: Whatsoever yeah no. and I'm always I'm always the annoying one who's like, oh, have you had a good day? Like, you know, like in the the person that's like talking to the Uber driver. If it's ever like uncomfortable and stuff, and they just I've been blown up. Like, people just won't answer me, and I'm like, you just at least use manners, be polite, <laughs> say something.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I mean that's that's what I do because you you get pretty good at learning pretty quickly whether people want to talk or right. not. You know, usually within the first ten or fifteen seconds, you get a pretty good vibe um On that, I've been you know I've been wrong before, but most of the time you get a you know you develop that sense pretty pretty good. I'm sure. So it's much to me, it's much more enjoyable to have a conversation.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Unless they're busy, you know, some people are working, they're on their phone, uh they're doing something. You know, that's that's totally understandable. But if you're sitting there staring you know, out, out head, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, you ask them, you know, how their day's been, and they give you these one word answers and. You know, look away, You're like, Okay, I'm kind of getting a the feeling they don't <laughs> turns, totally want to have the turns radio yeah. up. <laughs> yep, <Yeah, Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> Need the little button, you know, like the limo, the little glass <laughs> partition that slides up, you know, that's tinted yeah. glass I can't see through. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, haven't been able to afford that. Yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. maybe
0: after quarantine. Uh,
1: there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's been, gosh, it's probably been, um uh, I don't know, six, seven weeks at least since. I've driven for Uber and Lyft yeah. and I switched over to doing food delivery because that's, you know, that's a little safer. But then once I sh- started really hearing it, you know, uh, to us that we need to stay home, I was like, well, cause we have one son that has diabetes. Yeah. So it would not be good. if he's, Absolutely. If, if not. We had to bring it in the house. So, uh, you know, I can, luckily I can afford to take a little break from, from doing the ride trip yeah. for a little bit, but I, I'm hoping to get back out there as you know, just as soon as possible.
0: Well, I I hope so too.
1: <laughs> so guys, so we've covered the financial aspect, yeah, we've say. covered the social aspect. So how are you doing with the whole pandemic mentally? I know we've had a, just a little bit of discussion and I've discussed um I know you listened to the Josephines podcast. We talked about mental health. I've yeah. talked about mental health on several other podcasts as well. It's just such a it's such an important thing. So How have you been coping kind of mentally with with the whole lockdown?
0: Um, At first, it was pretty much pure panic, uh, but not in the sense of, like, I wasn't able to function. It was more of, I depend on, like, structure to function, and essentially, it was like having a Molotov cocktail thrown into that structure and blown to pieces, Um, and then having a lot of, like, again, like I said, we're big huggers. Um, I'm a very social person. and like being around people. Um, And that's kind of, like, a safety net for me. And a lot of those, oh, I'm trying to think of, like, a correct word to call them. But um, just, like, stability structures, like, in my life are, like, gone. You know what I mean? Like, within a week. So... That was not fun to deal with whatsoever. Um, I mentally have to keep, I try to keep looking at things at a very short term, like day by day aspect. Um, I really don't like thinking about the future because what if there isn't one? Uh, I do um, right now, thankfully, um, and this is just a PSA to anyone, I would totally look into your insurance. I would look into any way to get a therapist right now um because that she my therapist has like been a lifeline through a lot of this uh but right now like through my insurance um telehealth is free
1: so oh that's nice yeah. that's, that's really nice yeah, I, I know so many you know, so much insurance and stuff is having, you know, is having to switch over and allow
0: the television. Yeah, well, um, I mean like how could you not? I mean like right, right. This is unheard of. Essentially, um and I think that anybody um who needs help regardless of if you have money or not deserves to have a lifeline especially right now. Yeah, you can't, you know, can't recommend therapy enough. Yeah, I could preach it to the end of my days. But also, I don't know, some people really don't like it, and I think that's just because they've had a bad experience.
1: Yeah, again, it's I mean it's something where you have to find the right match. Yeah. You know, you have to find the right person that you that you click with. For sure. Uh just like the right college for you. Yes, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, and just like colleges, it took me a couple times to find the right therapist. So,
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's not an uncommon thing. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, if you go if you go try therapy for the first time, if you're listening to this and you do go um try therapy the first time and it just doesn't seem right, you know, don't don't just give up and say, Oh, this is you know, this is a bunch of hooey and it doesn't work for me. Maybe it's just not the right therapy.
0: Yeah, I you would know. totally agree.
1: Try a couple at at least, you know, three, four before you before you um you know, decide to check. Yeah.
0: And I would totally recommend like what I did when I found like the therapist that I really, really like now. Um, I literally just Googled like therapist in Bowling Green and I kind of did like a little, not exactly like a quiz, but I filled in like the things that I would need help with and it, that was like so much better than someone like recommending one to me or um, just kind of like finding one, you know what i mean like without even researching anything about them
1: really yeah because you know they are different they do some you know have have strengths in some areas and weaknesses in other areas uh so yeah you don't want to just pick a name out of the, out of the, out phone of the yellow pages or anything like that yeah oh that that person they look successful yeah. you know, or yeah. they look professional whatever it is you yeah you want to do your homework just like you would on you know uh you know any other type of doctor or you know somebody working on your house yeah. or something like you're not just going to pick pick somebody uh, out of the blue and you know, uh, hopefully you do a little do a little homework on, on the back end to, to kind of have a better chance at, at hitting that right person the first time yeah
0: yeah so she is she, my therapist has definitely been very helpful and has definitely gotten me through some very tough weeks to say the least but as, at the same time, and not just my therapist, like, I'm still able to, like, talk and see to my parents and um, some of my really close friends. We've all kind of, like, been around each other since the beginning of this, just a handful of us. So, thankfully, I've also been able to see them. Um, I would totally also recommend exercise. I I have been exercising ever since um, college, essentially, and I would totally recommend that right now for sure. And thank God this is happening in, like, the spring. <laughs> Because if this happened in the winter, I genuinely don't know what would happen. I, yeah, I'm just so glad there's like sunshine and warm weather right now.
1: Oh, I agree with you 100%. If this would have happened at the beginning of, of, you know, fall, I think it would have been even even rougher than it is. Or even with... when it was
0: rainy and gross, that that would have been. Oh my gosh. We
1: had so much rain. Oh, so much rain. It's like every day. And I agree with the exercise too. Uh, I definitely need to be better about it, but I've been doing, trying to do, you know, I've got an app like so many people, just an app and do body weight exercises at home. Yeah. And then today I actually went out and did, uh, for the second time, I, I, I did the um, day one of couch to 5k. <laughs> oh, <hey.
0: laughs> about
1: six or seven years ago, I got into running yeah. and uh, and got up and did, did a bunch of you know me and my, me and my son? He started running with uh-huh. me, and and I have an older sister. Our younger sister, I mean, um, she she's a running machine. She just uh, she she was in a hundred mile race oh, a few God. weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, did did some five k's and ten k's, and did a couple half marathons, and then then uh, got remarried and just completely dropped oh, off. No. <laughs> the face of the map.
0: <laughs> Not as much of a priority um, anymore.
1: Well, it was just you know, it was it was busy. Yeah, you know, I, that's my excuse. I know you make time for what you want to do, but right between between my day job and Lyft and Uber and podcasting and all the kids and life does get busy sometimes. I, for sure. I'm
0: sure. I'm sure it does for sure.
1: But it felt good to get back out. And even though I was, you know, alternating the walking and running today and will be for for a little bit, it felt great to get back out and actually get on the road. I'm actually looking forward to it. Well,
0: good. Well, and I don't think it matters the intensity. You know what I mean? Like, I think as long as you're it just being outside, I think, is a total 360. Yeah, on my mood for sure.
1: I recommend that uh, to anybody right up there. Like I said, with that and therapy. Will, can make a tremendous, uh, have a tremendous effect on Yeah, you, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you at least have, you know, your kind of like small group of friends that you're talking about that you can interact with and that you're not just kind of stranded yeah, <laughs> by yourself. Um,
0: to anyone who is alone right now, I am so sorry, first of all, but also you're a very strong person because I don't know if I could do, if I could be totally isolated by myself. And even if I was, I still have my cat, <laughs> so
1: yeah animals are, are great too i know i've been reading about so many of these animal shelters around the country that are like completely empty right isn't, now. isn't that great i mean like that's
0: like about. a that's awesome i mean like if there's anything good to come out of this that's if there's ever time to have a pet now is definitely the time if you have the funds
1: no doubt my son uh works at the humane society here we they haven't they haven't seen as big i think a big as a fact as they have in some of the bigger yeah. cities uh, but still I've seen, seen an increase. So if you're looking for a pet, be sure and check out the Green, Warren County Humane Society. Because shelter pets are the best. For sure. And they will love you no matter what your mood is, what kind of day you yes. have. No no judgment, Mm-mm. just pure love. Yes.
0: Unconditional, <laughs> usually. my My cat isn't always as loving as I would like her to be, but that's okay.
1: That's true. The, the unconditional stuff is more, more the the lean towards the dog. Yeah, <laughs> like cats, sure. cats, cats, some days they're just like, eh, it
0: really, not, it, not Yeah, it, it yeah. really depends. It really depends. <laughs> but that's okay. I respect yeah, and,
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. So that's good that you do, like I said, do have that group of friends and uh, for anybody who's out there who is having a tough time, and feels like they're just alone and that we're not going to get through this. We will. We will get through this. Uh, I don't sound like Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, you know, this is going to come to an end at some point, And things may not go back to completely the same as they were, but there'll be things that'll be different. There'll be things that'll be better, too. You know, there's always... Inventions and new ideas that come out of situations like this. We we got a lot of smart people in this world, thank goodness. Absolutely, and they come up with a lot of cool stuff. So, if you're feeling alone, though, make sure and reach out to somebody. There's so many people out there who are eager and ready to help. Whether you're, you know it's a 800 helpline or a friend of yours or a parent or you know, I always tell people: feel free to email me. You know, you can come to my website. You know, selecting dot Shoot me off a message. I'll be happy to talk to you. I'll be happy to help you find somebody—a a counselor, a therapist, whatever you need. But but don't ever give up hope. You know, it's it's gonna it's gonna gonna be a different day tomorrow when you wake up.
0: Absolutely. Every day.
1: So it once once um once we kind of get back to. I guess, kind of a semi-normal existence. If if you had the chance to, what would be like your perfect night out?
0: Hold oh on. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think I would go somewhere in Bowling Green. But if, I mean, like, obviously, I guess.
1: It doesn't have to be in Bowling Green. Anywhere. Well, I
0: mean, like, honestly, I would die to be at a live show at Tid Balls right about now. Or just be chilling at Cliff's um it doesn't have to be any kind of razzle dazzle um I was also talking though I have not danced in a long time and i mean like dance like you know what I mean like you kind of have to dance by yourself and stuff but like not the kind of dance where you're like at a bar or like at tip balls or like and just have a good mm-hmm. time with like no cares in the world I have not danced like that in so long and I would love to just do that sometime soon
1: well, it sounds like you need to put that on the yeah, list for sure. for, uh, for and and that, this is the big thing I think that is so hard to deal with this pandemic is the fact that we we don't have any idea when it's going to be over or you know they're always talking about well it could come back in the fall right. you know there's no there's no definition to it we don't like if we knew okay from now until June first we got to lock it down I mean you can't even go outside. You know, people can do that if you know exactly when it's going to end yeah. and, and when things are going to change. But we have, you know, it's every day you hear 12 different viewpoints on how it's going to turn out. You know, some people, oh, we're getting over it. We've reached the peak. We're on the downhill side. Other people know it's getting ready to have the second wave and it's going to be worse than the yeah, first wave.
0: Think, <laughs> yeah, the uncertainty of it all is incredibly um, debilitating.
1: I agree hundred uh, percent it it's just so hard I think for us to wrap our minds around not knowing and and you can't plan it's you know it's like people who are really sick and, and they always say, well you know the hard parts not knowing what's wrong with me once I once I, once I know and we have a plan you know no matter how bad it is at least we we have a plan of attack yeah right? and we, we can we can, you know, we can
0: go I think it. the the key term that you just use is we have a plan. <laughs> Whereas uh, right now, what, you know what I mean? We're doing what we think is best,
1: you know? Uh, I think right now we have like 50 million plans. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody has a different idea of we should, you know, we're opening too soon. We're, We're you know, we're, we need to not open for another two months, yeah. you know? It, it's just so many different opinions and you, and you, you get overwhelmed. We have so much, information so many news channels and online news outlets and message boards and everything we can go and you just like get bombarded
0: by things absolutely it's very it's incredibly overwhelming um ever since this started or not ever since it started but i would say when was the week when things got, started getting serious like march 15th, Middle March. I want to say, yeah, um, yeah, is when it got really serious. Uh, whenever that happened, I have had my phone on Do Not Disturb since then because the not a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> and um, also I would totally recommend staying off um, like your apps right now. I really uh, the way that I use apps now are completely different. Like Instagram, first of all, no one's doing anything. <laughs> So I really don't care to watch someone's story, whereas, unless it's like someone that I'm really close with, and I'll like watch a few of them, but and then scroll through my feed. But other than that, I kind of just hop off. uh, Once I see what I want to see, I don't lounge.
1: Yeah, unless you want to see a bunch of pictures, you know, from throwback pictures. Yeah, people
0: yeah or putting People putting sitting in their like, house. It's just I don't. That doesn't entertain me whatsoever. And Twitter is almost worse. I don't really. Uh, I don't yeah. like looking at the news part of it because that's just just as depressing. Um, you know,
1: it is definitely, and and again, that's you know that's something that we've talked about here. Is you watch watch a little bit, try to try to find somewhere that you can find news that you that you somewhat trust right? you know as, as hard as that is to right i wouldn't i wouldn't things.
0: totally like a hundred percent block out that's what i'm trying to say but yeah. I w-
1: yeah check in a little bit and and kind of keep up on on kind of the overall fifty thousand foot view yeah but don't sit there in front of the tv for for five hours watching you know watching news yeah, i totally would not recommend that whatsoever no because it's just gonna uh depress you (laughs) and you'll you'll walk away
0: not knowing any more than you knew you'll just walk away with more depressing news but without having any kind of like outlook for the future i think
1: exactly exactly it will it will steal your hope and i I have complete confidence that we will bounce back from this it may take a long time it may take a lot of hard work but you know we have done it before. And we are a, a country in a world full of a lot of really smart people. And I still have the thought that there's more good than there is bad out there. And I think that that will win in the end. And I think we'll bounce back. Uh, it, like I said, I don't think it's ever going to be the same. Right. It's, well, it's I mean, it, it will be that's different. that's the
0: only for me to me, that's the only outlook to have. <laughs> and it's, incredibly unfortunate that terrible things like this has to inspire incredible amazing things to happen you know what i mean um but if there wasn't ever a time for incredibly amazing things to happen now would definitely be the time
1: and again like you said it's a shame it takes us stuff like this like you know four months ago who would have thought that you'd be dreaming of just you know sitting you know sitting at at a bar somewhere (laughs) listening to some music and what joy that would bring
0: or just sitting at a restaurant uh yeah just hanging out having a drink with a friend you know i mean like all those again uh, i think gratitude is and being thankful for things is really really important right now and simple pleasures of life
1: (laughs) right and it makes us you know is it's great that we've focused our attention and realized you know what uh, what important jobs you know, nurses and doctors uh, are, and and teachers, and the service. It's a shame industry it, is awesome. Yeah, the yeah, service it's like, industry, yeah. and, you know, uh, in general. But it is a shame that it that it takes something like this to to make us kind of focus and realize this kind of things. But it's also to me, it's been very interesting to to look at it and think, you know, we are, are for the most part living a life without sports and a large to large extent without entertainment and life's okay. I mean,
0: <laughs> we're just, know. we're just bored. <laughs> for, for, and there are a lot of people struggling financially. I think that's also like a very big contender. It's not just boredom. Um, sure. A lot of people are just bored. And I think it, I mean, like it could be worse, but also at the same time, that kind of thinking isn't exactly productive. Um, to anyone because it's still like you're still stuck. I think that's a really big feeling that I've been feeling. And I know a lot of other people where it's just kind of like you had these plans to do all these things this year and be a better person or go here and do this job or, you know, or stop doing this um, kind of thing. And this pandemic has kind of just put all of those things on hold.
1: Yeah, you feel like life's—it's life itself is, is on yeah. hold. It's kind of like Groundhog Day, you know, the movie. You wake up and it's the same, same thing. You know, I wake up and I'm like, I think Andy Bashir said the same thing yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could yeah. Swear. you know, it. I, was, I you know, asked my my son today. I was like, how frustrating do you think it is for him to have to get up here and say <laughs> this same stuff and ask for that same St. Louis, <laughs> you know, Philadelphia chart Every single again? Time, yeah. Yes. It, you know, it's got to get it's got to get a little old on I, uh, I
0: I um, don't doubt it. Uh, shout out to Andy, he's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just getting right now. It's gonna be my next question. Just you know, what your view uh, uh, of how Governor Bashir has been handling things?
0: Uh, and I don't want to make it political, but I, no, I'm not just at all. So no. glad that we have Andy Bashir and not Matt Bevan because holy crap, <laughs> I don't even <laughs> want to know what. Would have happened had that been our reality. So I think we should all be very grateful that we Kentucky is finally ranked number one in something that is good instead of being like the number one in obesity. You know what I mean? Like we are so
1: lowest education, right?
0: Right. Um, So to finally have, I think, um, a leader is is very hopeful and very reassuring. He's obviously been a very reassuring person during this time. However, I have stopped watching his, um, daily updates just because 30 minutes of it is him saying the same things that he has been saying. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. They go over the list every day of the, you know, the 10 things and all. Yeah, it does. I used to watch it every day, but I don't. I don't yeah. Know. Um,
0: now I do. Um, I have found, um, from the daily news, they have a reporter who just kind of gives like the updates um, throughout his, uh, I think it's like an hour, uh, taking questions and saying stuff. She kind of wraps it all up really, really nicely. And I usually get on around like 530 and read it really quickly. And that's kind of all All I do.
1: That's cool. Yeah. That's similar. I, I don't know. I don't even remember signing up for this. But somehow I'm on an email list where I get <laughs> like an hour afterwards it comes from the state and oh, it's well. just like a, a synopsis of what he covered that oh, day right. and gives all the pertinent information. Yeah. And I'm like, that, 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 that's good. Yeah. Enough. That's good enough. But yeah. I'm I'm sure for the most part of my life, I have I've voted kind of like, I don't want to make this part of it. I voted kind of m- mainly uh, Republican, not always, but Blevin, I, I can just see him. He would probably say that doctors were lazy or something. I don't know what he would have said, but <laughs> yeah, I can't I imagine going through awesome. this. I cannot imagine going through this with him. And, you know, I'm sure Bashir has made some mistakes, but my goodness, who is not? We've never been through anything. like Right. This. And, you know, that that's how it is. I, you know, I try to kind of take that view with all the governors and city officials. And, you know, we we don't know. the right, Nobody knows the right answer. There's no formula that we can plug in okay this is how many deaths this is how many people got sick this is how many people get better okay you should open up your businesses on this day it's just not there no. there are so many factors that are changing all the time and you listen to your you know your best people your best scientists you know your best economic people and they've certainly got different uh, objectives For sure. <laughs> you know For sure. um, so how do you how you know how do you weigh all that out and you know I just you know I, I just uh, ask people to pray for our leaders from the top down. You know, our, our federal leaders, state leaders, our local leaders, because this is uh, this is just something that, that nobody's had Unprecedented. to handle.
0: You know, long, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I do not. Uh, I can't imagine making those decisions. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't. Wouldn't want that job at <laughs> no, all. No, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be
0: anywhere near that job right now, for sure. But I do think, given. The circumstances, given the information he was given, our governor's done a great job.
1: Yeah, and like I said, he's he certainly you know has the right tone. You know, he's certainly very reassuring, and and I like the way he'll get up there and say, "Hey, the buck stops with me." Yeah. If if the you know the the unemployment's not working, that's that's on yeah. me. That's my fault, and I'll and I'll get it fixed. You know, he doesn't shift the blame to anybody else. You know, he stands up and takes it, and 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 I you know I respect that. Yeah, for sure. So what else can we cover for, as far as COVID nineteen? Oh, <laughs> There's so many aspects. I, to,
0: I mean we could talk forever about COVID nineteen, I feel like.
1: I think we could. I really think we could. I don't I don't want to depress either one of us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: oh, that'd be bad. That'd be yeah. bad. Oh my goodness, be like, no, don't ever go on his podcast. He just depressed you and then he hangs up and you have to go hide in a corner in the fetal position and it's just bad. <laughs> so let's let's hope that doesn't happen tonight. Right? Oh
0: absolutely no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Tonight tonight's a good night. I'm okay.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. And when this is all over and when I get you as a passenger again, I owe you a hug. How about that? Oh, that sounds great. So your uh your friend group that you hang out with, who all who all's in that? group that you get to at least see a little bit um
0: my really close friend um she used to be my roommate Sophia Nassado. i don't know if she's ever been one of your passengers but um she's a really close friend of mine um we live really close to each other um so we've been able to hang out a lot um i've also um i think a big thing for me um as well has been doing really like nostalgic things that I used mm-hmm. to do, like, um, I got my bike from my parents' house and I was like thinking about it. I was like, I have not gone on a bike ride since I was in high school or like maybe middle school. You know what I mean? Just like go on a bike yeah. ride. Like I just don't, I didn't do that before. Um, and now if it's like a sunny day, we're going on a bike ride for at least 30 minutes to an hour to just to do something, uh, you know, and it that increases, that makes my mood like way better. I don't know about their moods, but I, I mean, like being outside and being in the sun is just great and doing stuff like that. Um, but I've hung out with her a lot. Um, I don't know if you know Ross Basham at all. He's a good friend of mine. That name
1: sounds familiar. So I've—I've I've either met him or I've probably seen him on Instagram yeah. or something.
0: Um, and then um, my—I've hung around um, Craig Brown. I don't know if you know him. He's in um Sugar Daisy.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool guy. And then a few other people that I've been around. Um, I you know Katrina that we mentioned before. Of um, course. So of course. she actually went to Australia.
1: I was uh I subscribed to her blog, yeah. so I was following her story. Yeah,
0: um so she is now back and she is just now out of uh self isolation. So I've been hanging with her a little bit. And then um my good friend it- what were we gonna say? I'm sorry, was it about Katrina? Oh,
1: please please tell Katrina that I said hi and that uh, I'm glad she's home safe. I'm I'm sorry her trip didn't work out the way she wanted, but I I hope everything's going well for her. I Hope to see her again yeah, soon. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I will definitely um let her know. Um and then another good friend of mine, uh Reagan Hudson. Um
1: Oh yeah, Reagan I've had a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. She was on my YouTube channel. Oh, no,
0: no, that's awesome. I did not
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. I had her and uh Katie um i can't remember katie's last name now um uh, but i'd had them i'd had them on on halloween a couple of years okay. ago and then i had them again and it was katie reagan and katrina oh, okay. and it was the, the first time katrina rode with me gotcha and uh so yeah back then I, I i was doing a youtube channel where i would either do just kind of funny rides or you know kind of funny or good conversations that yeah. i had and it was just a it was just kind of a cool ride. They they'd been out, um I think I picked them up over by um Three Brothers, I think <laughs> over there. And um, I I don't know if they were in there. I'm just that's kind of <laughs> an area where I picked them. But but some like some guy had been kind of like stalking Katie that night and like followed him from bar to bar Sounds or about, like, So she was kind of kind
0: of town or that kind of area yeah. of town.
1: Her, she was kind of going off about you know about about guys and that how that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> this and that. Yeah. So it was it, it was it was kind of funny, it, but uh, yeah. And then they made us take down all our YouTube videos. Oh my God! We why? So, well, unfortunately, there was a guy up in St. Louis, and he was uh, he actually had his rides on a live stream on Twitch, and he wa- he wasn't telling his passengers. Oh, about okay, that. okay, okay. And he got a pretty big following. And not only that, like he had a bunch of followers and they were, they they would just like, you know, be dogging on the women and rude comments. And then Uh, like, he had some hockey players one time and they were talking bad about their coach and it got back. to him, And and then the guy was like kind of silly enough to do an interview with the TV station. And so Uber ended up finding out about it and they're like, okay, you can no longer broadcast your passengers, even if they have, even if you have their permission. Yeah. You're,
0: you're done, sir.
1: Yeah. So um so we had to kinda all take them. I was down. about to say
0: I'm sure um, they sent out a statement of do not oh, yeah. yeah.
1: They change their terms of service all the time and they just send it out and once and you accept it you can't go online to drive. Right. So uh um, you know, you're pretty much kind of stuck with it. And uh the, the, the chance of them finding my little YouTube channel would have been kind of slim. But I enjoy doing it so much that I didn't think it was worth the risk. But that kind of yeah. led me to ending up developing you know the podcast yeah. uh since i wasn't doing the youtube channel and podcast has been awesome it's it's so much fun to get a sit down and talk with people for an extended period of time like like getting to know you and finding out about your background and you know katrina and just different people that i've met because bolton green you know it's pretty small yeah <laughs> most <laughs> of the rides are like 10 minutes at the most you know mostly unless you're taking somebody out to the mall yeah, you're going from, you know, like the square to Hilligan's. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get somebody's life story in there. Yeah, you're
0: probably going to get either someone at their absolute happiest or someone at their absolute worst, I'm guessing, in a, in a live ride. You, 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 you do.
1: You you absolutely do. I mean, you get people that have, you know, maybe just graduated Western right. or they just got their dream job or, you know, they you pick them up at a wedding reception. I mean, and it's like the happiest day of their life. And then you also get people who get in, and I know mean, I've had a couple of people. Like I had one guy get in, and uh, he was a couple of years out of college, I mm-hmm. believe. And he was on the phone when he got in, and he was talking about half the ride. And he finally got done. And just he was talking to somebody. and He was like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta get off here. We're about there. I gotta tell my brother when I get there." So he finally got off the phone. And he's like, "Man, I'm, I'm sorry for being on the phone." I'm like, "You know, you don't have to apologize. You, you, you can be on the phone. You know, whatever." And he's like, I just, uh, he's like, I just found out that my younger brother's roommate was killed in a four-wheeler accident last night. And I have to go in and, and tell oh him. Oh
0: my God, that's crazy. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, man, you know, how, do, how do you? What you I was going to say, what do you even say? I mean, like nothing that you say. is.
1: Yeah, there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to make anything better. Yeah. And and it's weird because some people, um, some people need you to listen to right. them and some people need you to talk. Right. And you got to kind of figure out which one they are. And you know, there's there's been several people that I've just like, hey, you know, can I just pray for you right now? And you know, I'll sit with them and pray for a few minutes. And they're you know, they've they've always been receptive. I've never had anybody that's you know, kind of rejected right. that or not wanted that. And if they did, you know, that that's fine too. I'm not trying to infringe yeah, anybody's yeah. rights or anything. But they've been very, you know, very, very thankful for it. But you do, you see people. I, you know, had a had a guy get in, and he was like, uh, "I just need to run, run to work real quick and go tell him I'm not going to be there." I'm like, "Oh, that's fine." He's like, "Yeah, my uh, my brother just died. Oh my god! And I gotta, I gotta take care of everything." And I'm like, "Holy cow, man. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that." And I think he was still in shock. I really think he was still in shock. I
0: am sure he was. I don't understand how he couldn't be.
1: Yeah, I mean his eyes—he just had that kind of a vacant look, and I mean he wasn't that look of somebody that was on anything. It was, you know, a very different look. But just yeah. dazed, just a completely dazed look, and not much emotion even. And I, I think that's really what led you know, me to believe that he was just in shock. Yeah. So yeah, you see, you know, from the best to the worst, and then kind of everything in between. You see people that are kind of three sheets to the wind, and uh, I don't know that at all. <laughs> That, that's pretty common, you know that's that's a that's a very common thing, but you know you know that going in as a driver, yeah. you know especially if you're in a college town, if you're not up to dealing with that, then you really should probably not be doing doing, doing right yeah, or at least just drive during the day or you know on the weekends uh, during the day or or something if you're driving friday saturday night, Thursday Friday, Saturday night, you know you're gonna get people that are drinking that's just the way it is luckily i'm pretty I'm pretty laid back it takes a lot to get me going, so if you're not tearing up my car or doing something that's going to get me a big ticket yeah uh, i'm pretty cool with it you know i try to have fun i i've had tons of people turn up the radio and you along karaoke you know whatever you want to do i'll play anything you want uh, i don't care it doesn't matter to me uh, so I, i'm out to have as much fun as my passengers are
0: having
1: <laughs> <laughs> if i can without drinking you know the drinking part i'd have to kind of you know figure there probably should be one of us <laughs> kind
0: of illegal there
1: A little bit, a little bit, and although I do work with all the police officers here, I'm not going to push. Oh, absolutely not!
0: I don't think any of us really want
1: to do that. Save that card for uh, when I really need it, (laughs) which I hopefully won't. But you never. Yeah. Uh, Well, cool. Well, Emily, um, is there anything out there that um, that we haven't discussed that you'd like to talk about, or that you'd like people to know about you that that we haven't kind of brought up tonight? Um.
0: No, you know what I mean? Like um do you have any more questions? I don't wanna I'm I'm not good at like sitting and talking about myself really. Um
1: I could ask questions all night really. <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: well, if you have any more that you feel like we didn't discuss at all? Um okay, so
1: I'll ask you this. So you're in, you're in um right now you're working for Houchins now. Uh, so in like in the future, kind of what would you like to if you could kind of plot out you know, where you'd like to go or what you'd like to do in the future, what, what are some things that you kind of look forward to in the, you know, say a few years from now when hopefully things are much more normal than they are. Today?
0: When there's not a pandemic happening.
1: <laughs> Let's hope this is a one and done for our life. Yeah,
0: I would, I don't know if I can handle <laughs> another one, honestly, but um, no. And in, in a couple of years, um, I don't know. I love Bowling Green and I, I like being here. Um, I know that's sometimes not, the most popular opinion, but, um,
1: Hey, I'm right there with you. I've been here since I was seven. I wasn't born here, but uh, I've been here for uh, like 46 years. So a
0: few years under your belt.
1: (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. I'm almost learning my way around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, I, I would like to do, um, a little bit more of like design with a cause, if that makes sense. Um, not as much commercial, um, just because I think those are the sectors that really need the most help and are actually the most important. Personally, um, I did some work for Phoenix Rising a couple of years ago. Um, oh, that's
1: a great organization. Uh, yeah,
0: and I really that um, was an incredibly eye-opening experience. And if um, you got anyone knows what they do or don't do, I would totally recommend um, looking them up um, because human trafficking is. Um it's more present um in our community than you would really
1: it really imagine. is yeah,
0: feel free to say as much about them as you want because I yeah,
1: most people here I have no idea right that it even happens
0: right well, I mean, I had no idea. I felt like I had like a bubble just pop. I felt incredibly um stupid, but uh just very privileged. I felt very privileged to not you know what I mean like my version of evil did not include that. And so to know that that happens around, not just um, in the U.S., but for it to, it happens in Bowling Green. And for people to just kind of ignore it is it's such, it's a shame. It's it's horrible. And it happens to children. It happens to women. It happens to men. It happens to, it's just like, it's horrible. But um, that organization is, amazing and they do amazing things and they totally need more like volunteers and stuff like that so
1: yeah and i think a large part of uh, our large percentage of the population are like you were and, and like i was they just they don't know that it happens right they think that's something over in thailand right and they don't realize that it happens here in bowling green not just in the united states but it happens here in
0: bowling green there are women and children and, and people that are trafficked here in bowling absolutely green. um i-65 is a huge interstate and network um the corvette museum i'm sure a lot of people don't want to hear that but that's a hub uh the kentucky derby is also one of the like most popular places for that to happen so yeah it, it definitely hits home and it's not just it you know what I mean it's not like taken um all the time it's in Bowen, Kentucky too and on and on like college campuses too it's crazy but so yeah on a, on a lighter note I would like to do um I would like to work um and do maybe some more like volunteer work with organizations like that uh, in my future and then also just because of the pandemic happening i would love to travel and go um, a lot more places because i really have not been to see hardly anywhere i've been to florida been the high i'm trying to think like the highest up north that i've ever been it was probably like somewhere in indiana oh yeah you you, you gotta get out yeah more. for sure absolutely i mean like i've only been to like not yeah, now, but... no, I <laughs> traveling at all right now but um yeah, I definitely wanna travel more for sure. That's
1: cool. Yeah, i, lo- I love to travel. I, I like to go anywhere that I've never been, I, I would like to go. And
0: uh I definitely like to
1: see, you know, see a lot more of the United States sometime and, and get overseas over to Europe sometime. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um I watched this show. Um I don't know if you're a big uh Netflix fan, but I watched the show Unorthodox. Um uh, my friend recommended it to me. Um and it's about a woman um, from the a Hasidic Jewish community in New York. And she flees mm-hmm. and goes to Berlin. And I've never really been interested in going to Germany. But after seeing that movie, like that's totally on my um, list now. It looks so, so cool. Yeah,
1: I think that, that there's so many places that we have this view in our mind of how a certain place is. Just, you know, from maybe reading something in a book and something, you know, we formed that picture, maybe even when we were a young kid, but you've, you know, place you might have never seen video or pictures even of that place. And then when you do, you're like, wow, I want to go there. (laughs) And that's what, that's what I tell everybody. I want to go. I would go anywhere that I've never been. I may never go back, (laughs) but I would go there once. I don't care where it is. I will go. Very true. Hopefully you know, international travel will be a thing again in the uh, sometime within the next <laughs> ten years, next year, <laughs> whenever. Uh, and we always come back to that, don't we? <laughs> when we can yeah. do this, when we can do that, it always circles back to the old COVID nineteen. Yeah,
0: I'm really hoping I want to at least have like a summer. Like I want to be at the lake. I want to be in a pool. I want to, you know, I want to be able to like do things outside and enjoy like live music outside in the summer is like unbeatable. So I would hope that at some point this summer that things would like kind of be back. I
1: think they will, because, I mean, I think like, like I said, at the lake, I mean, if you're at the lake, you can, you can socially distance right. at the lake. just. Right. Fine. And even at, you know, an outdoor concert, you can socially distance for sure, just fine, you know, at a concert in the park or something like yeah. that. Uh, you know, it'll be it'd be a little tougher at at Hilligan's <laughs> at Tidballs. I think it would definitely you know, definitely get a good uh, musical group in there and uh it's gonna be right. hard to only, only let in, you know, a third of what would fit in there or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But I think it's been really cool that they're streaming, you know, streaming concerts on the weekends.
0: We've watched that every weekend, um since we've been doing it. I've really enjoyed it.
1: That's definitely some place that I want to. I uh, haven't been inside really? Tidballs in a long oh, okay. time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been in there many. I mean, I was. I used to go in there. It used to be called the Parakeet. Oh, that wow. was
0: before you were born, probably. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do not remember it being called that.
1: But I've been in there, you know, many times over the years. But it's been it's been a while for sure. But you know, I, I've one of the things that, uh, that I think has kind of crossed my mind during this pandemic is. All these places that I pick people up, I always, I always think, you know, I want to pop in for a little bit. Like, you know, even Hilligans. It used to be Froggies. I, I, I've been in there when it was Froggies. <laughs> but as Hilligans, I think I've been in once, and that was to pop in and, and buy a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> but these places, you know, I can always promise that I'm going to drop in at Rocky sometimes when Reed's bugging <laughs> But, you know, I'm just always kind of focused on driving, you know, what money am I going to miss out if I stop? But in the long run, it's going to be worth it to stop and, you know, just experience it. Yeah, I I
0: think that's another um, good thing to come out of all this. If you if you know what I mean, like if you needed a more optimistic outlook Mm -hmm. is like think about the things that you kind of took for granted beforehand and all the things you're going to like kind of stop and smell the roses for. Whenever you get out, like the next time I'm able to sit at a restaurant, <laughs> I'm going to sit for a long time and tip the waitress well, or waiter well, you know what I mean? And just
1: mm-hmm, hang out exactly. and
0: enjoy that and not be eating in my house <laughs> or in the car.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I said, it's amazing. Those things that we just took for granted and you didn't realize that uh, that you would really even miss it until you can't
0: do it. But isn't that how the best things are, though? You know, you don't miss it.
1: It really is. Unfortunately, it really is. Okay. So uh, usually at the end, toward the end of the podcast, I like to kind of ask kind of just kind of more off the wall questions. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) so if you're ready, ready. they're not too bad. They're not too bad. I'm ready for the
0: off the wall Uh, questions.
1: If you could sit down and, and talk with any three people from history, you know, from any time, whether they're still alive or are they been dead for you know several hundred years? If you could sit down and and maybe either either have lunch with them or or maybe spend a day with each of them, uh, who do you think you would Doesn't choose? It
0: have to be like historical figures. Okay. Nope. Okay. Nope. Can be. Anybody. I would totally choose Lady Gaga. Hands down, would be. I would totally go out to dinner with her. Um, let's see. Make her pay. No. Uh, I mean, hey, I would pay for her just to go out and eat with her. I love her. Um, Ooh. Let's see. I would like to go eat with Bernie Sanders because I feel like he would be a very nice person to go eat with. And just be very entertaining. And just like a nice little grandpa to eat with. I guess mine are all going to be like way more closer to relevant to like my time. I honestly really don't care to talk to anyone in the past that I know of. Ooh. Okay. No. And then I would love to eat with Prince. I would love to get drinks with Prince.
1: That would be an experience. Yeah. I would have to say that would, that would probably be very uh, interesting. All three of those would be interesting though. When, you know, when you think about They're
0: all it very different sure. in their own, in their own way.
1: Well, I mean, you know, Prince and Bernie—they're—they're they're hard to tell apart. I mean, they're just
0: <laughs> I would die to see uh, Bernie in a Prince outfit.
1: Yeah, singing "Purple Rain." <laughs> uh, that yeah, would be sweet. Awesome. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, and then um, and then the other one. So that one—that wasn't too. No, bad. that wasn't
0: too off the wall. That was very much an icebreaker. No. For sure. Yeah.
1: And so that's yeah. So I do my icebreakers at the end. So I, I guess I'm bass backwards <laughs> oh, here or something. <laughs> um, the other one is what's what's something that um, that most people don't know about you that, that you would kind of like people. Oh God! Know? So, I know that's always a hard one for people to. And if you don't, if you can't think of anything, we we can. I'll I'll think of another one.
0: It's, like, the question of, like, oh, what's, like, a random talent that you have that no one else can do? Hmm. Um, Okay, maybe something that not everyone knows about me um, is that I am a sexual assault survivor. And so I'll just do a little plug here. Um, If you are a sexual assault survivor, um, I believe you. And please, please, please reach out and get help and talk to other people.
1: Definitely, like I said, I mean, I have I have five sisters, and then um, you know me and my wife, we also we also have three daughters, right. and I you know I go I try to go out of my way to to make all my all my female passengers feel very comfortable, and I think I do a good job of that. I've been I've been told uh, by a few of my passengers that they appreciate. How safe they feel. Yes. So, you know, I'm I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. That's just a horrible situation
0: and nobody should ever have to
1: have that kind of experience.
0: Um, absolutely not. But it is what it is, you know. So that brings me up with another question, actually. Okay. <laughs> it's not over. <laughs> what is
1: no, no, it was well, you know, this just you know just came into my yeah, mind. Right. What what do you think about the whole Joe Biden situation with this claim, uh, you know, from this person that's, that's coming up? What's your kind of what's your you know? How does that make you feel? I guess being you know being a survivor.
0: My um my take on it, per me personally, is how the hell is this election worse than the last one? <laughs> That's how yeah, I, can I feel about it personally, because I feel like the last time um, and when I referring to last time, I mean, like the 2016 election, I feel like that was very it was a shock. I thought that we would be better than that year. And here we are. Essentially, um, you either get to vote for one rapist or the other. Not a very fun position to be in. Whatsoever, and it it's incredibly disheartening to see. But also at the same time, am I surprised? No, not at all. Not at all.
1: Unfortunately, yeah, I can I can understand that. And that's the thing. You sit here and you think this this country certainly is not perfect, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Is this the best that we can do? What What is wrong with our system, and how do we fix it? Yeah. It's- that this is the best that we can it's do. It's almost,
0: it's to me, it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these are the two best options that we came up with. For President, it's, um, as a young person, it's incredibly frustrating, especially because both of the nominees are above the age of 70 and are going to be picking and creating policies for people who, you know what I mean? Like the ramifications, they may not even live to see and not even just them, but like Supreme court picks and stuff like that. And.
1: And they have their hand on the nuclear code. Yeah.
0: Casually. Um,
1: dementia setting in. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, it, it's just crazy. I and that's like another thing that uh, amidst everything. Uh, there's a pandemic and then also in November you have to vote for (laughs) the president of the United States.
1: Yeah, just a little thing, you know, just, to, just a little
0: bit. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but to for me, another, like, take on that is um, just because someone has sexual uh, assault allegations against them, a lot of people say that, um, that when people speak out, like, oh, well, that's just like a political move, like, that didn't really happen, blah, 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 kind of stuff. You know, they say that that's like the quickest way to tarnish someone's reputation essentially and my point to that is well do they really have consequences because Donald Trump is sitting as president right now
1: yeah it didn't seem to hurt him too much
0: if anything he proudly and crassly talked about how he did such things so it's just, it's just like it's just crazy um and it is very interesting of a topic to hear People that you wouldn't think would have certain opinions have crazy opinions on it. And it's really disheartening uh, to hear sometimes. What's
1: somewhat disheartening to me is when people are just like a strictly party voter. It doesn't matter who is up there. If it's got their writing letter next to them, they're going to vote for them. Yeah,
0: I think that's incredibly unfortunate. And regardless of like my beliefs or like like how I feel – about a certain party or the other, I think it's still valid to be, to critique <laughs> whatever party you're affiliated with. Um, and I think that's really been lacking in both parties for a very long time. Um, but I do think with the, um, the so- social media and like everything, and like everyone is kind of an expert now <laughs> on everything and just seeing everyone kind of have their own Opinion everywhere. Uh I don't know. Sometimes you don't need to be posting that. But at the same time, um I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about the free speech speech stuff either. So
1: it's tough. We get like you know, we 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 kinda commented on before, you get bombarded with so much
0: an overload
1: for sure. And yeah, we have all these twenty four hour you know news channels and they've gotta be talking about something. And it's gotten. Seems like it's gotten to the point where. Well, if we have to make it up, eh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you know, as long as we're talking.
0: Yeah, but this. But I don't know. At the same time, like I don't want to promote like fake news. Um, like I do think that news organizations are incredibly important. Is but only when they're coming from credible sources. Right. Yeah, we, we've got to have that to keep people. In yeah, charge. I don't think uh-huh. that like shutting down um, certain news stations and stuff like that is anywhere near what we should be doing. Um, Also, uh, I think accountability is a really not just with news, but I think politicians, um, that's becoming a bigger play just because we have the internet at our fingers now. So just like uh, with Joe Biden, just like with Trump, um, people can come out and share their stories in a way that they couldn't have before. And I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing. It's, you know, it's certainly, I guess, easier to get your story out maybe and heard than it was 30 years ago, which is, which is a great but thing. But the
0: frustrating thing is that the exact same thing continues to happen.
1: Right. It doesn't seem like it's, you know, put a dent in it. I guess, yeah, it's not, it's not changing and that's horribly frustrating. And uh, again, like I said, just having having five sisters and and three daughters, that uh, just uh, makes me makes my blood boil
0: when I when And it I does go. happen to men too.
1: Sure. Yeah, I know me and me and my daughter um, participated in the Take Back the Night walk one year, um, which was really you know, kind of eye opening. Yeah, for sure. Um, to hear some of those people talk. So wow! Just when just when you thought I was done, <laughs> I threw a curveball in there, didn't I? <laughs> uh,
0: if there was something that not a lot of people knew about me, I think that would be one of them, and that's one that I'm like comfortable talking with now. That
1: takes a lot of courage. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, that it, it has happened to, can't or you know don't don't really want to talk about it, and I'm sure it took a while to get to that. For point. sure,
0: and everyone has their own, you know what I mean, like journey with it. And I would totally recommend. Um, emdr therapy to anyone with ptsd and it it doesn't even have to be um sexual assault related um it was actually created for um veterans but i would totally totally recommend that to anyone that suffers from ptsd
1: i'm not terribly familiar with it but i two of my um podcasts i call podcast mentors i guess are up in michigan and um they have a, a couple of podcasts. One of them is called GR Rideshare Adventures, and it's a rideshare yeah. podcast. But then two of them, uh, Jason and Ben, also do one called Threads, Life Unfiltered. Okay. And they brag about shaming people to go to therapy. I mean, they push therapy yeah. a lot. They talk about it a lot because they're both in therapy. And, you know, Jason, especially, he had you know he had abusive childhood. And, you know, he, he's tried that, that therapy before. Um I think last time I, I heard he was kind of on a break from it, but he was looking at getting back into it, but they talk up therapy quite a bit. They even have a national therapy company as one of their sponsors. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it's definitely out there and it's definitely worth it to connect and find and search out and, and a good therapist that you click with that can help you with whatever it is that you are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Cause they can help with, I mean, just, You don't have to. You don't even have to have something huge going on. No, uh, for them to be able to help you. If well,
0: and especially like during times like this, people that I know that don't usually have anxiety um, are incredibly anxious right now, and I just think reaching out to someone, especially someone who has an unbiased view of your life, um, that isn't incredibly close to you in a in like that personal way um, that your friends are or that your family members are. Um, and you can't always tell your truth to close people in your life, you know, um, that you can to a therapist. Um, and I've, um, my therapist now is incredibly not judgmental and because we all do stupid stuff, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. We're all going to make mistakes and just kind of like learning from those is really important. And I think therapy helps with that a lot.
1: Yeah, it certainly does. Um. And again, I just certainly would recommend that to anybody because there is so much right now. Like I said, there there there's so much going on. So many reasons for people to be anxious, whether it's not knowing you know when this is going to end, or whether it's you're stuck somewhere where you're alone. Because I know there's people who have you know uh, conditions that that they would really be in bad shape if they if they caught this you know virus. And so I know people who are are in their apartment alone, wow. you know, totally, completely alone. And then you have uh, our situation where we have all their kids home yeah. from college, and it's and it's kind of okay. We're used to doing this for about two months during the summer, and now all of a sudden it's going to be six months or more, yeah. an and that can create you know tension absolutely because um, you you know it's just a different dynamic, and we you know we kind of got used to it was just our our two girls were here and the, and the three. You know, three older boys that are in Kentucky. We're all at college, and you know, our two daughters sometimes they go to their other parents' mm-hmm. house, and so we had nights. You know, it was just me and my wife. Uh, that has not happened <laughs> in in, a while, in yeah. a while. So yeah, it's it is different. There's so many stressors right now uh, that can be pushing on people. That uh, you need to talk to somebody. You need you need somebody who can be objective. Exactly. Like you said, somebody who's outside of your circle of friends or family that can look at it from a rejected viewpoint and call you out on things when you're, you know, when it's BS, holding you, <laughs>
0: holding you liable.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You need certainly need uh, somebody to hold you accountable for what's going on and maybe flatten out the, the speed bumps that you're.
0: Yeah, doing. for sure.
1: Well, Emily, my goodness, I think I really do think we could talk all <laughs> night. Um, you're, you're very easy to talk to. And I feel like we've just touched the tip of the iceberg. Maybe if you're up for it, we will have you back as a repeat of guest course. if you'd We'd like to do a part and two. Exactly, a part two. We either either if we're still stuck in this or maybe when things start getting back to normal, hopefully it's the latter yeah. and not the former. because so. uh, we we might sound a
0: lot more stressed out or we might both be <laughs> drinking. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. i I was, if thinking it, I was like, down. okay, I'm definitely gonna have my little glass of wine. <laughs>
1: So uh hopefully it'll be like I said, hopefully it will be the lockdown will be will be uh lifted somewhat. Yeah. We can have you over to the house and we could do a in person uh recording and uh have a home cooked meal for you. That today. sounds
0: My amazing.
1: My wife's an excellent cook. She's part of talent. Oh wow, She's oh I nice. trust
0: her. I She'll trust cook. her already.
1: <laughs> so that sounds great. Well, thank you again so much. It's been a pleasure to to talk with you tonight and I appreciate you being a kind of a guinea pig here for me with this remote recording kind of stuff. I think it's gone. Yeah, well. I hope so. And yeah, you know, I did remember to hit start record. So that's good. <laughs> that's always a good, thing. good. Yeah. That, that was our practice <laughs> round. We're, we're getting ready to take for real now. <laughs> uh, just kidding. That would be horrible. Thank but, you uh, so much
0: for having me. I've really enjoyed talking to you too. I appreciate
1: it. I appreciate that. And please tell Katrina, I said, Hey, I hope to see y'all. Um, have y'all as yes, my passengers coming up yes. again just as soon as we'll, we'll
0: pick a song and we'll sing a song really loud. And hopefully yeah. hopefully I'm a little bit inebriated.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well I mean we we'll just have to make yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> that can be arranged, that can be fixed, right? Yes. <laughs> I'll just carry around I'll carry on something, a cooler in my trunk <laughs> and I'll be ready. So there we Sounds go. Good. Yeah. Like really, no, officer. I'm not. I'm not selling beer out of my trunk. I promise. Oh, I
0: promise. I'm not selling it. I'm giving it out
1: for free. Uh, that's right. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. At all. Uh, well, you have a good rest of the week, Emily, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have some more of this sunshine and good weather. We can get out and exercise. And I'm going to get my bike out um you you made me think about that when you talk about bike riding i haven't ridden my bike in a while too i used to ride quite a bit me and my son actually did a triathlon oh together it. Awesome. it was it was the funnest race I, i've ever done for sure we enjoyed it quite a bit so we used to do a lot of a lot more bike riding i've actually got a decent road bike but uh my son had it with him at college and i think i forgot that it was back I know, here. well
0: i would definitely <laughs> recommend taking it for a ride i think you would definitely enjoy it for sure
1: I'll do that this weekend if the weather is,
0: is going to be lovely.
1: Is it? Awesome. Yes,
0: I'm looking forward to it.
1: Very glad to hear that. All righty. Well, thanks again. You have a good rest of your night, Emily.
0: Okay. Thanks, Larry. You too. It's time for the interesting story of the week.
1: This week's interesting story of the week details really probably my most favorite experience that I've had as a rideshare driver. I have to say, it was just a really interesting experience and it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And I hope to do it again. There's a steeplechase race that's run south of Nashville. It's called the Iroquois Steeplechase, and they run it every year. They do it up really big. It's like the Kentucky Derby for steeplechase, I guess. Everybody gets dressed up in real fancy clothes and the big hats and nice suits. And it's a really big deal and have a pretty big crowd. I'd heard that this was a really good day for rideshare drivers because there's a ton of people that are going to the race, that don't want to park there because they're going to be drinking. And so there's just a lot of business that day. So I decided I would head down to Nashville that morning and just see what kind of day I'd have doing Lyft and Uber. So I got down there, I don't know, probably about 9 o'clock that morning, 8 o'clock that morning, a couple of hours before people would be starting to head to the race just to see if I could do a little business beforehand. So I ended up picking up a father and his daughter that were flying out of the Nashville airport. So I took them to the airport, dropped them off, and then I caught a ride leaving the airport. And my passenger that was leaving the airport turned out to be one of the racehorse owners for two of the horses that were running in the steeplechase that day. He had actually just flown in for the day. He was going to be flying back out that evening after the races were over. So we got to talking on the way to the racetrack because there was a lot of traffic and they had a lot of roads blocked off. So it took a while to get there even though he had an owner's pass that allowed us to get into some of the places that the general public couldn't. Finally, we start getting close to the racetrack, and we've had a really good conversation, just a super nice guy, very down-to-earth guy, you know, who's asking about me and my family and where I lived and things like that. And it turned out that he's actually an extremely wealthy individual. I would have never guessed it just from talking with him because, again, he seemed very down-to-earth and just a really super, super nice guy. So as we're going to the racetrack, he tells me that he has to leave after the races and he doesn't want some random driver to come pick him up. And so he asked me, you know, if I would be willing to come back about five o'clock that afternoon and pick him up. And I told him, yeah, I'd be happy to do that because, again, I enjoyed our conversation. I'd be happy to do that. Then he asked me or he says, hey, why don't you just blow off this driving thing and come spend the day at the races with me? And looking back, I really wish I would have done it. I think it would have been a really fun day. But I told him, yeah, I probably need to to stick with my plan and try to make as much money as I can today. So, you know, I'll pass, but I'll be back here about five to pick you up. So I drop him off at the racetrack and I go out and drive the rest of the day and make pretty good money for a Saturday for sure. And then about 4.30, I start heading back to the racetrack so I can pick him up. When I get there, I call him and he comes back about five minutes later and he's walking and he's carrying this big silver trophy because... One of his horses has actually won the race that it was in. So he was happy and in a good mood and having a good day. So he gets in the car with this big silver trophy that's all wrapped up, and we start heading back to the Nashville airport. And he's telling me about the races and how the day went and all this. And uh, then he asked me if I'd drive in Nashville very often. And I told him that I get down there for special events, but you know normally I'm not in Nashville. And he asked me if, next year when the race happens, if I'd be willing to come get him at the airport and take him to the races again, because he said he comes to the Iroquois steeplechase every year. I told him that'd be great. And I told him that, you know, if the invitation was still open, I'd actually be happy to join him at the race the next year. So he said, that sounded great. So I took him to the airport, dropped him off. Fast forward a year later, that would be uh, May of 2019, a couple weeks before the race was scheduled. I sent him a text and said, Hey, are you still coming to the race in Nashville? And do you want me to pick you up at the airport? And he sent me a text back and said, yeah, I'll be down. I haven't got my flight plans yet, but I'll send them as soon as I get them. And you can pick me up. We'll go spend the day at the races. And that's exactly what happened. I went and picked him up at the airport. We drove uh, to the races and we got to go back in the paddock and see his horses. Got to pet his horses before the race. We got to sit in this special tent that was set up right next to the racetrack. It was just for owners and jockeys. So that was really cool. They had a really nice lunch buffet, really, really good food. And then later on in the afternoon, it was kind of weird. They had these really nice, you know, very well-dressed waiters. And they were coming around with silver platters. And they had ice cream sandwiches on them, <laughs> which I thought was kind of strange. But they were good. I had one. They were good ice cream sandwiches. So anyway, we spent the day watching the races. When the races came up that his horses were participating in, we actually got to walk out on the track. If you haven't been to a steeplechase race, it's a little different than what you see at the Kentucky Derby, the quarter horse racing. A steeplechase track that horses run on turf. They actually run on grass. It's a long race. And they jump over a bunch of fences during the race. So very different, uh, as I said, from, from quarter horse racing. We sat there right by the track during the races that they ran. We actually got to go up in this little tower that was a two-story tower right next to the racetrack. Uh, When his horses were running, we'd go up there so we could get a better view of the whole track because as I said, it's a long race. It's a big, big track. It's hard to see all the way to the other side if you're standing on the ground. So unfortunately his horses did not win either of the races they were in that day, but we had a really good time. It was very interesting to me to be there because, he knew a lot of the people there because his family has been involved in horse racing for several years, so he's been around these people, and most of them are very wealthy people like he is, because it's not cheap to own racehorses, I'm sure, and travel around the country and watch them run. So anyway, he would be talking to somebody, he'd be like, "Hey, Larry, come over here. I want to introduce you." So he'd introduce me to some, you know, big wig guy, and uh, he'd be like, "Yeah, hey, this is my Uber driver." <laughs> All right, all right. At one point, I was talking to some people. He had gone off to talk to some of his friends, and I was talking to this lady, and she was talking all about her husband, and he was this big investment banker. And this was like the first year they'd gotten into racing, and they just got back from vacation in the Cayman Islands or somewhere. And she's like, "Oh, and, and what do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm actually uh, I'm actually a rideshare driver, and also a computer systems." engineer. <laughs> So it was kind of interesting talking to these people, but they were all super nice. I didn't talk with anybody who was, you know, what I would consider kind of stuck up or 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 anything. They were just really interesting to talk to. We had a great time. And after the race was over, we headed back to my car. I took him back to the airport and he flew back home to Florida. So again, it was just an interesting day. I really appreciated the invitation and I hope I get to do it again sometime. With the pandemic going on right now, I don't know if the Iroquois steeplechase will run this year, and if it does run, I don't know if they'll let spectators be there. I know uh, as of this recording, they have let horse racing start in Kentucky again, but without spectators, and I'm not sure what the rule is right now in Tennessee, but I'm going to find out because the race should be happening in a couple weeks, and if it's going to happen, I need to send him a text and get things set up. But again, super nice guy, really down to earth, just a real pleasure to hang out with. I want to thank my guest again, Emily Johns, for being on the podcast. It was a lot of fun talking with her, getting to know her story, getting to talk with her a little bit about politics, about her life, about things we miss during this pandemic lockdown and things we look forward to doing once this lockdown's over. And just touching on a lot of different things. I'm looking forward to having her back on the podcast again after the lockdown is over so we can uh, revisit a few things and just talk about more interesting stuff. Thank you so much for listening to Lifting with Larry. What's your story? If you enjoy the podcast, please take a few minutes to go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash LWL as in Lifting with Larry. So again, that's ratethispodcast.com forward slash L W L you can rate and review the podcast there ratings and reviews really help push the podcast up in the search rankings and exposes the show to more listeners as always God bless and stay safe out there
0: thank you for listening to lifting with Larry
1: to subscribe to the podcast check out other episodes and keep up to date head to liftingwithlarry.com